What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Now you're stuck with me. Forever. (laughs) You stay in love, love you. Never, never, never apart. And I don't even know if those are the words, honestly. Probably, or close to it at least. It's fine. Man, I was doing a workout on Peloton today. They dropped, um, first they dropped that they're doing an Eminem mm-hmm. artist series, which means that it's all. He posted about Eminem. it yesterday. Yes. Oh, I fucking love him. Somebody so goes, much. did you drop a new album? And I was like, do you not see him tag Peloton? You fucking idiot. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but we all are waiting. Hopefully I mean, he announces it at the Super Bowl. Anyways, um, they dropped a shadow boxing class mm. and I was singing. I was singing this morning as I was getting my jabs and crosses in. I can't wait for the Super Bowl halftime. It's the only reason I'll be watching it. Actually, I'm not even gonna watch it. I'm just gonna watch the, the performance on YouTube afterwards because I don't give a fuck I'm, about this. I'm gonna watch it because so. then it's the last football game until fall, which is always depressing for me. I literally, I get so depressed. But luckily, Peloton has Jen Sherman, who's the oldest, um, le- longest standing is the best way to put that, longest standing Peloton instructor. Um, she does 60 minute like pregame football rides and does oh, it like, like you're doing a football game, but then also like plays like football music. Like yeah. the beginning is like the intro. And I'm like, I'll just go back to those when I need to hear the banana, because <laughs> I, I fucking get so sad. I get so sad. Anyways, whatever. It's kind of about that. That's not what we're talking about today. People are probably like, what the fuck is this episode about? I mean, you'll find out. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. Stay we'll tuned. Get there. Stay tuned. After this commercial break, we'll let you know what we're talking about. Let me recap today's games. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. Is there a game today? Okay. I'm, I'm getting to it, guys. I'm getting to it. Okay. On today's episode of the TV Guide, this is what's on TV today. <laughs> today wrong oh my fucking god okay ravens broncos back is this for is this for sunday or today nope it's a 29th this is not even like the real it's from 2018 guys it literally was because it was like packers (laughs) packers steelers and i was like well we're fucking out because we suck so Oh my God, this is going to drive me nuts. Okay, today. The lineup from 1972. Sunday, 2 p.m. and 5.30 p.m. Okay. Damn. Uh, Sophia has a stupid soccer game. <laughs> she doesn't mean that, Soph. She loves soccer. She's not, she's not hearing this. <laughs> I hate soccer. I think it's dumb. Anyways, that, again, we'll, we'll, we could do a whole other <laughs> podcast topic about sports and what I think about them. <laughs> Let's move on. Today, we are going to recap real quick. Before we get into that, this is part two of Attachment Styles. So last episode 47, bitch, we're so close to 50. I know. I had somebody ask me, what are we doing for episode 50? And I was like, we have no fucking idea. I don't know. We literally fly by the seat of our pants. We have no idea. (laughs) Which for me is fucking terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, for you. I mean, sure. (laughs) Yeah. I could like see it. my way of life. So. I could see it. I get, I get that it freaks people out, but like, it's fun. Woo! Buckle up. <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen. 
happen. It's so exciting. <laughs> oh my God. So what we are talking about today is last week, we broke down the attachment styles in childhood and adulthood in adulthood. And so now we'll just do a quick recap of that. And we're going to talk about if you don't like your attachment style, how not can you get out of it, but how can you evolve to potentially pull in some of the secure attachment that I think everyone is looking for. Right. Mm -hmm. So to recap, do you want me to recap adults and kids? I mean, the attachment styles themselves are the same, so. Okay, so we're going to recap. I'll do the first two like I did last episode and then stuff will do the other two. So the first one is secure attachment where you, it is this, the caregivers are available, sensitive, responsive and accepting. Children with secure attachments learn to trust and have healthy self-esteem. And as an adult, you learn to um, communicate and get your needs met and also validate and be supportive for your partner. So they have successful intimate relationships. The second one is anxious insecure attachment. So when the responses to the children's needs are sporadic and children can't rely on their parents if they feel threatened, um, they often won't go out and explore on their own. So that, and then as an adult, it looks like clingy kids is going to equal a clingy adult. So they're demanding, possessive, and often codependent. So really um, putting a lot of strain on the relationship in order to try to get their needs met. Mm-hmm. And constantly seeking reassurance. Yes. And then we have the avoidant insecure where when you are a child, your parent is um, not very accepting and they don't really respond to your needs. They often minimize your feelings or reject your demands. So then that leads to you internalizing your emotions as a kid, because you learn that people aren't going to be there for you. What that looks like in adulthood is fearing commitment or refusing to commit because it's uncomfortable for you. So they Mm -hmm. often push people away um, or don't accept somebody who wants to be a big part of their life. Mm -hmm. The disorganized insecure attachment is when parents reject, ridicule, or frighten their children often because they have their own unresolved trauma and they don't really know how to be there for their kids. Your child then becomes pretty self-reliant because they've learned, well, I can't go to my parents because they don't know how to comfort me or they don't know how to support me Mm -hmm. in adulthood. That looks like, um, difficulty with self-regulation of your own emotions and often like tumultuous relationships because there's a lot of chaos. Mm -hmm. So that's the overview of those attachment styles. Now, like we have said multiple times between the last episode and this one is, can you change your attachment style? The answer is yes and no. You can't necessarily change your style. You can learn to cope with and adapt with and evolve with the style that you've had for a very long time right? Mm -hmm. You learn to cope with your behaviors in terms of, well, I can change this behavior. And that's part of this attachment style. I don't want to be clingy. Therefore I'm going to do this to negate being clingy or to decrease the likelihood of me being clingy or needing reassurance. So how do we work on changing some of those behaviors? So I think the first thing that we need to take a look at is like, yes, you can look at the definitions of them. And I mean, I don't think any of these definitions are like hard set in stone, but you can look at these definitions and see if they resonate with you. But there's also a ton of free quizzes out there online that you can take that really help place you in one of these attachment styles so that, or it could potentially do it like the love languages, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, we didn't take these courses online. I think that because we 
we do a lot of self-reflection and we self-reflect constantly with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that we have a pretty good understanding of what ours is, but I think like the love languages quiz, it kind of gives you percentages of where you fall. So mm -hmm. I think, and I would hope that that's what they do with these, right? Like there are some moments maybe where you show that secure attachment, but maybe there's this insecure avoidance or whatever it is. Um, so that to me, and I think to staff is the first things first, take the quizzes online and also, because the quiz doesn't know you, it's just right. a bunch of populated, you know, questions and answers. Also take the time to really sit with yourself and reflect on your relationships that you had growing up and what did they look like? Relationships with caregivers, parents, um, you know, older adults around you, like pay attention to what those were, maybe write them down, right? In the sense of like, you know, where your needs met, like make a checklist, even if, if you don't like it, like a free journaling prompt, make a checklist of like needs were met or ignored or, you know, avoided, like whatever you can do to start getting um, the data down, like that's what's important. Then I think that I think that like, so get down to who was supporting you then, but then now take it to the next level. Like how when Steph and I last week talked about where we were in childhood and where we were in adulthood. Now I want you to pay attention to where you are in adulthood and what your relationships look like with people like your friends or your partner or whoever is in your life. Pay attention to what those relationships are like and how you interact and respond with them. Because like last time I was talking about that, I feel I felt in the beginning of my marriage, I was maybe one and then gradually, I wouldn't say slowly, but I wouldn't say like it was just a stark difference, but gradually really went into that, um, the avoidant insecure or the anxious insecure um, because of the situations and um, yeah, because of the situations that were happening in our marriage and like what those look like and what my responses were to them, right? So I think being also able to sit down and evaluate what your relationships now look like versus when you were younger, not necessarily comparing them against each other, but again, understanding that maybe what you were brought up with isn't where you're operating right now. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Remember when we did the episode on why do I keep picking the same partner? And we talked about this notion that we tend to mm. date people like our parents. Yes. And when it really comes down to it, we're dating our attachment style. Yes. Right. Yes. Because that's, what's familiar to you. So if you were to examine your current relationship and realize, holy fuck, I'm in a relationship that's similar to the attachment that I had with so-and-so as my caregiver, then you come to realize, is this what I want? Or is this just what I know? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's just very yes. interesting when you stop and like reflect like that. Oh, absolutely. You start to make all of those deeper connections and mm -hmm. gain that deeper understanding of like, okay, so there is like, I think sometimes we go through life and we're like, life is just happening to us. And we're just kind of going through and it is what it is when realistically we're in control of so much more than we think or mm -hmm. give ourselves credit. Yeah. With that understanding and acknowledgement though, I think a lot of people try to stay out of that understanding and acknowledgement of because course. that means like, you got to put in the fucking work now. Like, fuck right? it. Now I got to be the one to change yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, so I'm the one who's putting myself in these. It's not just happening to me. Like, yes. and I think that's another thing that call attention to like Steph and I, like, I think we love, love, love the Zodiac, right? Like, I think it is the most interesting thing in the world. However, with understanding your Zodiac, then you also start to understand um, maybe the not so 
likable parts of your zodiac and you start to work on them so that's also like i'm not just gonna be like mm-hmm. it's because i'm a gemini that i'm like that like no i'm doing the work like it's because i'm an aquarium yeah. <laughs> mercury is in gatorade or something like, <laughs> mercury is in the microwave i don't know when it's coming out but <laughs> my girl is upset <laughs> But I, that's the other important part. Like, I think I was very much so a disorganized Gemini in the beginning of my life. And now understanding like that, and that is that true sign, like that bipolar feeling emotions really strongly on, on either poles, like that, that was one of the negative characteristics. And while I, I have my moments still, I don't realistically think I'm ruled by that anymore. Mm-hmm. I think there's a deeper understanding of like, um, these emotions are, are, I'm in control of them. They're not, it's not just happening to me. I have feelings bus isn't coming along and it hits you and it's like, oh, now I feel angry. Like, no, I'm choosing that. That's the choice. Mm-hmm. I can either choose to ruin my day or I can choose to understand this is upsetting and frustrating and move through it. Well, and just like we talked about how like the love languages can be flexible. The attachment styles can be flexible. Your zodiac and like what you identify with flexible. can be flexible. Here's the thing. I'm a sun sign Pisces. I'm not a crybaby quote unquote, a crybaby, right? People think of Pisces as like somebody who fucking cries all the time. I don't. And when I do cry, people get uncomfortable because they're like, I don't ever see you cry. So I don't know what to do. Right. right? My go-to is like, I'm going to be fucking mad at the goddamn world now, which is very Scorpio, Mm -hmm. despite both being a water sign. So again, don't, none of these are set in stone. You Mm -hmm. take what you want from it, right? You get to adapt these things to your, you have a choice basically is what that's all. You have a fucking choice. Yes. The next step is work on your self-esteem fucking love yourself i'm so sick and fucking tired (laughs) of people not loving themselves really grinds my fucking gears guys you know what really just (laughs) gnashes my noodles (laughs) it was scansons coming out in us today i tell you boy my noodles right now you know what really burns my burgers is is the fact that people are like i suck yeah what are you fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me out of all of the souls that could have been put into your flesh suit you think you fucking suck out of out of the the one in four hundred million fucking million or trillion chances, it was you that were that was fucking chosen and born. You think you fucking suck? Are you joking me? Mm-hmm. Are you are you are you shitting my dick right now? Like <laughs> a little tick-a-tacker reference for you. Are you like are you joking? You literally you I mean you just want to hate yourself that much. Knock it off. Get that. That's disrespectful as fuck. Get out of here with that right now. Right now. I was going to say something and then I was like, no, that's judging yourself. So I'm not going to judge myself, but I will mm-hmm. say when I talk to clients now, or when I do gain guidance or when I do the podcast and I talk about how I hated myself, I could very easily judge myself and say, it's so fucking embarrassing that I used to hate myself. But for what? Cause here's the thing. For what? Had I never hated myself, I wouldn't be who I am today. Yes. Do I want to go back to that? No. Absolutely not. Because I've come <laughs> to realize that hating myself gets me fucking nowhere 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 it's it keeps you in nowhere. a perpetual it keeps you in a perpetual state of of anxiety anger resentment bitterness all of that radical acceptance the facts are the facts yep. you may not be where you are in your life and you may not like it your body may not look like what you want it to look like your life may not have turned out the way that you thought or expected it to to look like the facts are the facts though it is mm-hmm. what it is consistently 
put it placing yourself against what you wish you were, what how you wish your life went. You're keeping yourself stuck in that perpetual state of bitterness and anger. Mm-hmm. Accept reality where it is. And believing, so go ahead. I was just gonna say believing that I was unworthy of love or success kept me from getting those things. Yes. There are people in my life who love me. There always have been people in my life who love me, but until I realized like I'm fucking worthy of being treated like X, Y, Z, I'm worthy of success because I have a lot to offer. That's been reflected in my life over the past couple of months. It changed because the energy I put out changed. Therefore I was attracting those things. That's a very real fucking thing. When I first started my business, I didn't think that I had any business doing what I was doing. And my business has evolved since then. And guess what? I'm way more successful now because I went back to why am I actually doing this? Why did I think that I needed to change what I was offering? I'm a good fucking therapist. I'm just going to be a therapist, right? Like, and yes, I'm a mentor to people who don't live in the state of Wisconsin. It's all the same, right? I know what I have to offer people Mm -hmm. and I know that it's really fucking good. Yes. Yes. So how do you start to believe in yourself how do you start to love yourself how do you start to choose yourself get fucking uncomfortable dude Mm -hmm. get uncomfortable try new things see what you like like this is how I did it I don't think that there is a when people come to me as a therapist and they're like I want to build my self-confidence I want to build my self-esteem I don't really think there is one way to go about this I really really don't I think that you need to try different things. You need to see what you like. You need to see what fits for you. You need to build mastery in certain areas that make you feel good. Because then again, it's that constant release of dopamine where you are hijacking those happiness chemicals, like try different things, get unhappy. You have been doing the same shit your entire life. You have to do something different. And you also have to understand that you were put on this earth for a purpose. And if you don't know what it is right now, that's completely fucking fine. But there is not, it's not just by chance that you were fucking put here, that you're Mm -hmm. here, that you're doing what you were doing in your life. Your life can be anything that you fucking want it to be. Mm -hmm. It literally fucking can. And no part of my life did I ever think I would start a business and did no part of my life did I ever think that I was going to move into and only do my own business. Mm -hmm. It's literally up to you. It is the fucking cards are in your hand. A few weeks ago, I did a gang guidance on how to figure out who the fuck you are as a person. Right. And some of that comes down to authenticity, but it also comes down to like, but who am I? What do I like? And I was like, you guys look back on what you liked in childhood. I loved to make up dances with my friends. I loved to go to the club and dance. So dance fitness now. I fucking love it because it brings me back to those things of being a kid and being carefree. I loved coloring and doing art. Now I love to be creative and create things. It evolves, but those things are still there right? I've always loved reading. Reading fills me up. It's not that difficult as people can make it seem of like, I don't know how to fucking, I don't even know where to start to figure out who I am. It doesn't have to be that hard. No. I loved playing on a swing set and hanging upside down. And guess what? I fucking loved Lyra. I loved it. Right. I loved gymnastics. That was also part of Lyra. Like go back to the little version of you and remember what made you happy. Remember what like filled you up and made you feel excited. I was talking about how I love to do like risky things, how we went zip lining and how it was just so fun to just like, I mean, it wasn't fun for you initially, but like how fun it was. To just it was be, like, fun. I just had to jump off the fucking platform for a minute. First. <laughs> I just had to be comfortable with maybe plummeting to my death. But as, as soon as I eased off the platform, I was like, okay, this is okay. It's always the initial, it's always the, the what is it? Precipitory anxiety that I'm always like, I'm yeah. Fun. Yeah. There's, there's no way I can fucking do this. And then I do it. And I'm like, that was the best thing I've ever done in my entire yes. life. You just got to do it basically. Just it fucking try. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
The other part is getting in touch with your real needs, mm-hmm. not what Instagram or TikTok tells you what your needs are, not yes. what your mom or dad tells you what your needs are, what your needs are. What is important to you? What are your morals and values that you have as a person and in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Learn how to be assertive. I've been assertive yeah. my whole ass fucking life to the point where it's kind of been a problem sometimes. I will tell you what I lost in my marriage, being assertive. Mm-hmm. I internalized everything. I was not assertive. I did not let my needs be known, let alone met. Mm-hmm. And that was unfair to him. He didn't have an opportunity to meet my needs because I wouldn't tell him what they were. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'll just fucking do it myself or I'll just deal with it. It's fine. I will never be that person again. If my needs are not being met, you're going to know mm-hmm. no matter who you are in my life. Have fucking boundaries. We will preach about boundaries until the day that we fucking die. I love teaching people about boundaries because there was a long time where I didn't have any. And so I can speak to what it is like to not have boundaries. And then I can speak to how my fucking life changed once I did have boundaries. 1000% agree. 1000%. And here's the thing. So many people operate in that imposter syndrome of like, well, who am I to like have these boundaries? Exactly. Who the fuck are you to have these boundaries? Mm-hmm. You are a fucking human being who deserves to be treated with respect and love. That's your birthright, your birthright. Yep. You deserve love and respect, period. And if you don't bring that to my table, then you don't get to sit at my table. Mm-hmm. And so when I use that analogy all the time, your table may be very small in the beginning. It may be very small. It may be like a TV tray table. Graduate your ass to that fucking table you see in the fucking... Um, old school movies of like, where it's like 20, like 150 seat. chairs, yeah, like 150 chairs and they're like thick solid like Harry Potter, like yeah. fucking yeah. cafeteria. Yes. Yes. There you yes. go. Absolutely. How dare you call it cafeteria? It's a, it's a great hall. Anyways, <laughs> what? God, disrespectful. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so being able to, to understand like that table will grow, that confidence grows. And then you start to understand, I'm not afraid to eat alone. Mm-hmm. If you do not bring anything to the tip, cause I know what I'm bringing. I know what I'm bringing to your table. That's the important part. You have to find out who you are first before you can go enter into relationships with other people. If you don't love yourself first, you will never love anyone else properly. Period. Mm-hmm. And the caveat to all of those things, as far as learning your real needs, how to be assertive and having boundaries is to learn how to communicate your needs and feelings without being manipulative or without there being a hidden meaning to what you're doing. Yes, We're not doing that in 2022. We're not going to be like, well, I said this, but I really meant this. No, nope. bitch. I said this and this is what I fucking meant. Okay. Yeah, then you Nobody can read that. your mind. Yes. We're not going to make people read between the fucking lines. We are going to be assertive in how we communicate these things because it's mm-hmm. fucking 2022 and we're going to own our shit. I don't have time. I do no. not have time. I don't have time to be like, well, this is what I really I'm not going to write down the hidden code of the words you just used to figure out this is actually what they meant. I'm not going to what ask, they were trying to say. Yeah. I'm not going to ask for a fucking salad when I want fries. Okay. <laughs> and hope that, you know, and, and hope the, the waitress that- brings out my pizza. What the hell? You wouldn't do that with anybody. Well, I would really love a glass of milk, but I really want water. What, like, what are you for a beer. talking about? Yeah. What are you, this, there's not magic behind this. Make yes. your needs known. Yes. You deserve to have your needs met. Mm-hmm. And if somebody can't meet them, that's the beauty of asking for your needs. If they can't meet them, they're going to tell you that. And then you can understand that you don't have to fucking stay in this relationship. And then you make the decision to be like, goodbye. 
Yeah, I'm either going to change my needs or I'm going to leave, depending mm-hmm. on what I want to do with this relationship. Or you you change the dynamic of the relationship. Yeah. Maybe it's more of a superficial, hey, how you doing relationship rather than an intimate, close connection relationship. I yes. think it's okay. But guess what? The choice is fucking yours. Absolutely. And obviously the last but not least is don't mm-hmm. be afraid to seek therapy. Talk to somebody about it. If you truly are like, I think this is what my attachment style is and it's really fucking up my relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What can I do to fix it? We're here right? We will help you navigate that. And here's the other part. And I know that you are right with me on this. We're going to challenge the shit out of you when you continue to use those ineffective behaviors that are perpetuating these cycles because it's not effective in getting your needs met just because it worked 10 years ago. It doesn't mean that's what we're doing today. Correct. I'm not going around in circles with you. No, I don't want to be on the merry-go-round or the Ferris wheel. That is your life. You nope. came to therapy to help stop that. I'm going to be the fucking carny instructor. Who's shutting that shit down. We're going to yep. shut it down, except I have all my teeth. We're shutting it down. <laughs> Do you understand? And I don't smell yeah. like stale popcorn and beer. Yes. Get off, get off the fucking ride before I burn you with my marble cigarette. God damn it. And my fucking sweat stained, uh, white tank top. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know that this ride is rickety because I put it up in an hour. Okay, it's not drunk. even. I put it up drunk, so it's not even safe. Hey, <laughs> rider's own risk. You accept the fucking response. You want to stay on this ride? Okay, we'll see about it. We'll see. We'll see how that works off. It's not my fucking fault. Yeah. So, hey, you fucking chose it. <laughs> oh my god i'm just picturing us like running rides at a carnival right now <laughs> there used to be a carnival that came every year to fucking receive and when we i had a sears you, one this when i tell lot. you i lived for yes. carnival weekend same i lived for carnival weekend same. like that was i was there literally sun up to sundown yep and also my mom let me go. I was going to say, I what? could only go by myself once we lived by Sears and I could like walk up there, but I had a very finite amount of time I could be there because really I just wanted to go there to see boys and like my parents were not oh, having that. And so. I was, I literally was 14 and didn't give a shit about who was there. I was like, let's go on the rides. Like I, like, it's amazing to me that I even had a boyfriend at the time that I did. Cause like, didn't even pay attention to it no no knowledge like I was like oh there's boys here oh yeah I was going for the older boys for sure are we are their we parents didn't give a fuck what they were doing they could do whatever they wanted and I was yeah. like you're gonna be there I'm there let's go I'm leaving mom <laughs> my mom let me she was like fucking do it go for it have fun they used to have one at the mall right in the mall parking yeah, lot that, yeah that's the one that I would always go to and then they moved it to over by um like further down highway okay. 11 and then I used to go to that too. We'd like walk to it. Mm-hmm. We'd walk to it. And then we'd get Chinese food afterwards when it was at the mall. That was the best Chinese food. I can't remember what the place was called, but I'm telling you those egg rolls were banging. I still, I miss it to this day. If anybody in Racine knows what I'm talking about and you know the name, please. It literally has tortured me for 10 years because I can't remember the fucking name. Anyways, so we hope. I'm not even going to say we hope no. these were two good ass episodes. Fuck they you. were. <laughs> yes. They were great episodes. We know that you got something out of this. If you need help finding a therapist, oh my God, there's a podcast for that. There it is. is one of the very beginning podcasts that we recorded. That's one of the first PS ones we did. It might be. Yeah. 
Yeah. We talk about, yes, it is. We talk about how to potentially reach out and find a therapist. So if at the end of this, you're like, you know what? I'm going to fucking work on myself. First of all, yes, bitch. Yes. Second of all, go check out that podcast. Um, because whenever anybody asks me or Steph how to find a therapist, I literally just send them that podcast. Mm-hmm. That, that's why we recorded it to be able to constantly have that information out there. So stay tuned. We don't know what's coming up next. We're going to fly by the seat of our pants. So if you need Stephanie, she is at spooky fit mom 13. I am at B E a underscore X O 11. We are at rewriting her story podcast all on Instagram. Our email is at rewriting her story podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on YouTube under rewriting her story podcast. We appreciate all of the likes, shares, subscribes, anything that you can do to get our podcast out there. We genuinely appreciate it more than you guys will ever know. Um, Hopefully one day there's a way we can show you how much it means to us, but definitely is important. So if you guys need anything, reach out. Other than that, we will catch you on the fucking flip side. (laughs) That's right. Okay. bye. Bye.